Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Right, welcome back, Houston Dynapod Podcast. Here we are, boys and girls. We're coming to you live-ish, I guess, because it's a podcast. After another result, where our club, our one and only club, did not get a result. This is fucking bonkers. This is absolutely ludicrous. We have three wins on the year. Three of them. That's right. That's one more than two and one less than four. And it's a sad, sad time in Houston Dynamo land. Everybody is hashtag Matt Jordan out. You know what? I'm fucking on board. Other people are hashtag tab out. And I think it's time to make that switch. I'm also Walker out, which is not really getting the praise that I would like it to see. Because John Walker, at the end of the day, is the man here in Houston all the time making these choices. This has gotten ridiculous. Now, here's a, here's a few oh man, let's just let's go in order. Okay, cuz if I go out of order, I've had two beers and a shot. If I go out of order, we're going to end up all around the fucking mulberry bush, down the rabbit hole, and who knows? I might end up talking bad about people that make life choices, who knows. So, before we begin on this yet again depressing episode following a loss I want to tell you a story I want to tell you a little story so as you know if you've paid attention the past couple weeks I am now single ladies if you want to send me an email the 8% of you that are female the uh, the email is in my show notes feel free to take me out for a drink I promise you I'll make inappropriate jokes you'll laugh and if I like you I might just go down on you but I did go out on a date. This was, oh Jesus Christ, a week and a half ago. I went out on a date, right? I'm on Facebook dating along with Bumble, which is where I met the crazy chick from last time, and Hinge, which I I think is a a strange name, but I, I get it. I need to go back to just Tinder. Tinder was easy. You knew what you were getting. So I met this girl on Facebook. And she was from the place next to mine. Like, I'm from a place thousands of miles away. She was from right next door. So we got to talking. We got to chatting. And it turns out, like, we know the same places. We like the same music. We like the same bands. We like the same clothes. So it's like, you know what? Even though this chick is 48, which is nine years older than I am, I'm going to take her out. And I was looking at her profile. And I was like, you know what? She looks aight. She looks all right. Yo, player, why don't you take that shit out? So I did. I was like, all right, I'm going to go meet you. Now, this chick lives in Katy. So I said, hey, let's go to Sugarland. It's in the middle. It's in the middle-ish. Now, let me warn you, those of you that have never been on an online date, if the bitch applies filters, there's a fucking reason. Okay? Now, this chick's profile said she was 48. We've established that. Let's move the fuck on. So I get there, and I text her, and I'm like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? And she's like, I'm still in my car. 
I'll be there in a second. So I walk out and I sit down. And from this beat up, beat up Dodge emerges what I can only describe as the Houston, Texas version of Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Top Adventure. I looked at her and I went, oh fuck, it's happened again. Once again, I fucking have gotten catfished. It's happened twice in my life. Twice. And the last time was a solid 12 years ago. Also, if they take photos, the downward angle, which is known as superior, it's known as a superior angle, and you cannot see below their neck, there's a fucking reason. In 2009, my first catfish adventure, this girl was a bartender, good looking face, right? You know, it's like, oh, hey, I haven't come across your face before. And uh, I get to Chili's, Chili's classy, and she says, I'm here. And my car had literally just broken down. My alternator had just gone out. I'm a man and I fucking know things about cars. So it was my alternator. And I said, oh, okay, where are you? And she goes, I'm walking in now. And walking in was a chick who was a solid deuce. That means 200 pounds, a solid deuce. And she was about five foot two, which to put that in retrospect, it's, it's, like, it's like a soccer ball with arms, legs, and a face. And I went, oh my fucking God, there's no way. There's no way this is her. I walk in and sure enough, it's her. Now, I'm not saying I always date straight up knockouts. I have and I have not, right? I've been up and down the ladder, but never below a six. I've never dated anybody below a six. I've slept with people below a six, but as you know, beer goggles, they alter that scale. I've slept with people and I woke up and I'm like, who are you? It's me, Mona, remember how much fun we had? And I'm like, I don't remember anything. Get me the fuck out of here. So I walk in, and by the way, this is the 2009 catfish story, not the one from three weeks ago. I walk in and I sit down and I immediately notice that my friends, my guy friends, are also there, which is the worst fucking scenario. We start talking and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm having a beer and I'm leaving having a beer and I'm out and I'm not an asshole like I'll, I'll, I'll do the fucking dance and then I will go home so my buddy Noel walks over and he goes hey man fucking what's going on here I said man I, I will tell you at work tomorrow it's not a good situation I really don't want to talk about it so that one ended very very quickly now the one from the other evening I'm gonna go ahead and say this one was worse. I, I can deal with a fat chick, right? I can deal with a girl that's heavy. I know that sounds mean, whatever. I'm not into big girls, whatever, fucking shoot me. I'm not, I'm not into like the BBW. Yo, I'm a BBW, you fucking like it or you don't. I don't, I move on. It's not for me, it's not my taste. I'm 6'1", 200 pounds, and I work out. I'm not saying I'm shredded, I don't like Tim Parker. But I work out. I look a little like Carlos Vela now, right? After his fucking dumpling diet. So this, from this beat up car emerges. Like I said, the large Marge version from Texas. And I'm like, hey, how are you? 
faking excitement. She's like, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, oh, my God. How many cigarettes do you smoke in a minute? A whole pack? Two? So let me make this quick for you because it was fucking an hour long for me. This chick looked like she was 58. I'm 39. Do some math. That's 19 years. With bad choices, she could have been my mother. It literally would have looked like a mom was taking her son out or an aunt was taking out her nephew. It was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And all she did the entire time was complain about her ex-husband, who, by the way, has custody of their kids, so you know this chick made really bad fucking choices in her life. Now, the highlight of the evening for me, and if you're not interested in the story, you need to skip ahead. The highlight of this evening, I said, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom, and as I come back, this chick, woman, had taken a very big bite of nacho. I'm talking, she literally bit off more than she could chew. And she wasn't expecting me to come back so soon, otherwise she wouldn't have attempted to stuff her face so voraciously. But she did, and I saw it. And as I sit down, she's still trying to swallow this massive bite of nacho. And she couldn't do it. She ended up fucking choking. She choked and spit a half-eaten nacho out onto the plate. And me, being me, I looked at her right in the fucking eyes. Eye contact. And I said, too big of a bite. And when it ended, I was like, all right, bye, have fun. Drive safe, see you soon. And I promptly blocked her number and I will never talk to her again. Oh my fucking God. Ladies, the ones that listen to this show, don't do that. Be who you look like in your pictures. I have an idea for a dating app now. In this dating app, every week, you have to upload a picture from your camera, meaning you have to take it without filters. No filters allowed. I wanna see what you look like. There should even be like a neck down option because this shit's gotten wild. And I'm not a fan. Let's move the fuck on. Tottenham lost 1-0 to Pacos de Ferreira. And people are like, oh, fucking Tottenham being Spursy. We started our youth team. So eat dicks. We started our youth team and we lost 1-0 on the road. Here's what's going to happen. Second leg at the lane. We're going to start our fucking primo guys and we're going to smash them. That's it. That's it. Have your fun now, Arsenal fans. Have your fun now, fucking Chelsea fans. Chelsea's really good, though. They're going to be really good. They, they could beat Man City this year. But have your fun now, because what Nuno did was the right thing. In a tournament game, in a cup game, that doesn't really matter, and we are the better team, he played the young kids to get them experience, and that's what you do. So if you're fucking knocking on Nuno and the Spurs, you can eat dicks, eat all of them. Now, let's move on to the fucking shit show that is our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. Guys, we haven't won since May 22nd when we beat Vancouver, who, at one point, I would have argued are the worst team in the league. At this point, I would not argue that. I would still argue that Austin FC are. Fuck them and their broccoli goddamn mascot. Now, Tab Ramos did something that I'm starting to not understand. I think Tab is grasping at straws. He rolled out a new formation yet again. I know it was like a 4-1-2-3, but I also saw it listed as a 4-2-3-1. It was a variation of the 4-3-3, but it was not like 
the debacle we saw against Colorado where we rolled out fucking five at the back basically, right? It wasn't that. So now we are seeing formation experimentation. Not only that, but we are seeing quite the mixture of players. I don't think he knows or has faith in any of these fucking guys anymore. I know I know that we don't, right? Although if you look at our roster on paper, we are good enough to compete for a playoff spot. And what's going on right now is, as much as you hate him, Matt Jordan has brought in players that will do the job. They will. Corey Baird will. Pasher can. Karaskia can. Fucking Maxi can. He hasn't scored in two months, but he can. We have the players. Hadibi can. Parker can. We have the players that can do the job. What we are seeing now is a tactical failure. We are seeing Tab Ramos get outcoached. Period. Week in and week out. Now, I was Tab in for a long time. A long time, up until the last episode. But after seeing what I'm seeing now, there's no fucking way I can be. I cannot be. Now we're rolling out surprise formations. And we're playing Griffin Dorsey. According to the, the, the lineup card, he was our striker. Yeah. According to the lineup card, from what I got, we had Saran and Vera at, as a defensive mids. Pico, Karaskia, and Dorsey. My bad. Lasseter is the striker. If Ari Lasseter is your striker, your starting striker, something's wrong. Maxi's better. He is. There's a lot of guys, not a lot, not on our team. There's plenty of guys you can put up front that are better than Ari Lasseter. We don't have it. We do have it, but he's not playing. So you got Karaskia making his third start, Dorsey making his seventh. This is ridiculous. Lundquist got back in the lineup, which was nice because he's reliable. Sam Junka's got potential. He's not there yet. But this is the second different formation in two matches, and both have been losses. And in both, we outplayed the opponent. This was statistically another match where we won on the stat sheet, but we lost on the score sheet. And that's not how it should be. You, you can't do that week in and week out. We've had plenty of matches where we lost on the stat sheet, but drew, because we don't win, drew on the score sheet. But we, once again, were better statistically. Let me show you. We had 14 shots to their 10. One of our shots were on target, four of theirs were. Possession was 53 to 47 in favor of them, and we were on the road. Pass accuracy, 78 to 74 them. Fouls were even. They had two yellows, one offsides. We had eight corners to their four. That's an even, that's an even stat sheet. The shots on target, one. One out of 14. That's unfucking acceptable That's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how long a goal is, right? I played American football. I don't know how long a goal is. But it's long enough that if you're a professional player and I give you 14 attempts, at least two should be on target, not just one. This is getting crazy. So I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, it's tactics. It's coaching. Stats-wise, we're ahead. We aren't finishing. We aren't winning. Yet again, an early goal. An early goal puts us behind. We are not good enough to play on the fucking play from behind. We're not. And yet again, an early goal is scored. Colorado did it, but Abubakar, who I don't understand how he can head a ball anywhere with his hair. His hair is so confusing. It goes every which way. This one, early goal. 
off of, uh, was it a set piece? No, it was a deflection. It was a deflection and off marriage. And it looked to me at first like, oh, Marco gave up. That ball deflected into the best spot it possibly could. Marco had no chance. I still like Marco. And what did we see? Last 10 minutes, what happens? The same shit we've seen happen for years. They score and they take all the points. Now I'm worried. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm fucking over it. I'm over it because last week it looked like we didn't have a heart. This week it looked like at the end we didn't give a shit. And we don't even know who's playing. Literally our best player is Darwin Quintero. I'm sorry. You don't agree. That's fine. He is one of our best players. He's not even on the bench. I know COVID. I know. But do you like your job? Play your best player. You wouldn't sit De Bruyne. You wouldn't sit Aubameyang. You wouldn't sit uh, fucking Dybala? 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 You know, the guy from fucking Juventus. You wouldn't sit him, although the guy did. Play your best guy. We're not good enough to fucking leave him in Houston. And he's got to be loving it. He's making a bunch of money. So this is like really tough to watch. Hard to watch. And it feels worse than last year. Last year we had like, you know, we were like, oh, it's COVID and shit's going on. and It's just, it's a weird season. There's no excuse for this right now. We have the players to compete. We do. Our ideal lineup would be Lundqvist, Hadibi, Parker, Valentin, Jones, who I haven't seen in fucking weeks. Explain that one. Jones and Vera or Seren. And then up top, it should be Fafa, Karaskia, Tyler, and Maxi. That's our best lineup. It's our best lineup. Maybe Corona. Maybe you put Corona in there. Maybe. Maybe Memo when he's in form. Because when Memo's in form, he's a men's team... Mm. He's a men's team uh, finalist, but he doesn't make it. But this has been fucking bad. I mean, I could sit here all night and tell you how bad it's been, but you've watched it. You've seen it. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Last year was... At least we had an excuse. We had a reason. New coach, no time with the players, you know, COVID quarantines. But now we are totally seeing Tab Ramos's or Ramos' lack of experience. He's getting out coached. He has the lowest winning percentage of any Dynamo coach in history. Every week we have a jumbled lineup. I would venture, I would venture a guess to say we have started more different players than most teams. When you do that, how do your players gel? When you continually change the lineup and you mix up who's playing where and you do this, how do your players achieve cohesion? I don't think they do. When are you going to get it? Training? Because we're not getting it in the games. If we're not getting it in training, we're not getting it, period. So as a repercussion of this, you are seeing the fans, the supporters, the podcasters, the, the important guys, Glenn and Eddie. Enough's enough. This has gotten to the point where I don't hate Tab. 
I think Tab's a, a wonderful person, but I don't think he's ready. He might never be ready. He might. Some people are just never good enough to do the job. They're not, and it's fine. He might not be good enough to be a professional coach. He might be a U23, a U20 guy. That's fine. He, he might be a great college coach. But it's not working. It's not working. And we can see that because now he's starting to guess. He's guessing at lineups. He's guessing with formations. There's no consistency. There's no cohesion. There's no opportunity for our guys to develop a, 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 a rapport with one another. So what, are the, what, what, what is the end result? Our supporter section's fucking empty. I did not renew my season tickets. Not because of this. I, I have to pay a shitload of money in child support. Which is fun. Guys, wear condoms. Pull out. Fucking doesn't work. I promise. Tried it. It doesn't fucking work. I've had two kids with the pull-out method. Yeah, my shit was strong, player. Anyway, I went to see Geek today to list my tickets for the Dallas game. I can't go. I got my kids. We got a shitload of stuff to do. And I'm looking at the fucking prices. And some of these tickets are now selling for $7 a pop. The ticket prices on SeatGeek have fallen through the floor. They're at rock bottom. This this is not going to fly. If I'm Ted Siegel right now and I'm looking at what's going on and what my tickets are reselling for, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? I have just invested in a toxic asset. And I need to figure out a way to fix it. We've been linked with a Mexican national coach. What does it matter at this point? What does it matter? Are we going to make the playoffs? Probably not. Is it too late to turn it around? No. But by the time you bring in a new coach, you might get that one or two game lift, right? Where everybody busts their ass and we, we, we surprise some people. Think Ryan Mason with Tottenham. They came out and won their first like four games. But he doesn't have enough time. He doesn't have the players he wants to fit whatever system it is he wants. You can't do it. As bad as this might sound, Jordan and Ramos need to finish the year and then we need to get rid of them. They need to go. We have a team that can compete. We do. We have a team that can compete. And we are not seeing it. Period. So, guys, let's go through the game. Shall we? Our starting lineup was, according to this, a 4-2-3-1. I actually didn't watch the game live. I went to fucking bed. You know why? Because I knew it was going to happen. And when I woke up and I looked at what happened, I went, yep, called it. So we had a 4-2-3-1, marriage and goal. Lundquist on the left, about time. Hadebi and Parker in the middle. Zarek on the right. Seren and Veda as the defensive mids. Pico, Karaskia, and Dorsey as the attacking midfielders. And Ari Lasseter as our lone striker up top. Subs off the bench, we saw four. RSL used five. That's another knock on, on Tab. He doesn't use all his subs, and he should. We subbed in Corona, Minor Figueroa, Boney Garcia, who combined are 80 years old, and Maxi Arruti. Why are we subbing in guys that are 40? At least let the guys that are, need to develop play. At least let those guys in. Jesus Christ. You take Veta out for Boney or minor and you go three at the back you take I don't even remember man like I said I, I, I didn't watch it I was tired it's really high oh, and I didn't want to do it I went through the stats with you a couple of keynotes Marco Marich got his 43rd 43rd start for the Dynamo 
Lundquist got his uh, 80th appearance for us. He also has the second most interceptions on the team with 28. It's nice to know. Hadebi got his seventh start. He leads the team with five clearances and five interceptions against Colorado. Tim Parker had his 175th appearance in MLS. It's a big deal. Parker leads our team in clearances with 61 and blocks with 12. Valentin had his 170th career MLS appearance. He has 52 clearances this year, second most on the team. Seren got his 114th MLS regular season start. Veda got his 68th appearance. Carrasquillo got his second start and third appearance. Against Colorado, he also led the team with 13 recoveries and three interceptions against Colorado. So he is, he's been good. Ari had his 57th, 52nd appearance. Dorsey had his sixth consecutive appearance. And I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not like against Dorsey. Let him play. And Fafa got his 125th MLS appearance. So looking at these numbers of appearances, we, we are playing guys with a lot of MLS experience, but with experience on teams that are, quite frankly, shit. Right? Or it's in mop-up duty. Or it's on teams that weren't good when they were making their appearances. I'm. What do I expect this weekend versus Dallas? I expect a draw. You know, a win would be great, but at this point, I, I don't see. I don't. I don't see it happening. When our team is fully back, Baird and Pasher, maybe maybe we make that move. Maybe we start to win some games. But we opened up a stretch with five of six games on the road, and we promptly go out and lose two. And that's not what we needed to do. Now we have Dallas on Saturday. The Frisco fucking Rent Boys, Paxton Pomacall and his awful standalone mustache are coming into town. I won't be there. You should be. Will you be? Probably not. There's a lot of tickets left for sale. There's a lot of people that are just over it with this club right now. And I get it. I understand. And I'm the guy that's mostly positive. I'm mostly positive. And right now I'm fed the fuck up. I feel like I felt in the last month of Mourinho's tenure with the Spurs. Just fed the fuck up. It's not even fun to watch. It's not enjoyable. It, it, there's nothing about what we're doing that's making me go, oh, I want to buy season tickets. Oh, I want to drive 40 minutes and pay t- fucking $10 for parking to go be disappointed. If I want to be disappointed, I'll go out on an online date again and end up with a fat chick that looks like my mom. Or no. My mom is much prettier. I'll end up with a fat chick who looks as old as my mom. I don't I don't want to go and watch this right now. But you should. You should get out there Saturday. You should go watch the Dynamo. Watch our club. Watch our one and only club. Maybe get a point. Guys, we need to burn it down. We need to start over. Or at least get a coach in here that knows what he's doing. I'm I'm fully against Tab Ramos coming back next year. I say you let him and Jordan finish this year out and you move the fuck on. It has been me, Finister, your Houston Dynapod podcast. I would say be positive, but, you know, it's hard to do right now. Give us a like. Give us a share. Give us a rate or a review. There are people that are still finding the show, and I love it. Thank you. I got a bunch of new new sponsorship offers today. That was nice, considering all the shit I've been going through between the dynamo and my personal life. So that was nice. I'm making that money, money. Um, We'll do a Discord Sunday night at 9 p.m. So if you can get on, 
get on. That'd be cool. If not, um, I don't know. Do it some other time. But even though we are in a storm of shit right now, we're in a sandstorm. We're in a shit storm. But it's like instead of sand, it's just like loose fecal matter just flying everywhere. It's in your mouth. It's in your nose. It's in your eye. You can't see where you're going. That's where we are as a club right now. And guys, let's put on our goggles. Let's wrap the bandanas around our mouths to keep the shit out of it. And let's get through this together. I'm Finister. This is your Houston Dynapod Podcast. And as always, go Dynamo! Albert Delise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mubble Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Delise with the assist. <laughs>